Hello! I know I'm interrupting, but before this podcast, 3CR has an important public service announcement. Currently, we are running our annual Radiothon, where we ask for your donations to keep community broadcasting alive. We rely on your support to keep media alternative. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. And with that done, I hope you enjoy your show. And a very warm welcome back to Solidarity Breakfast. A left response to the major developments in capitalism. What they trade in is not wheat. They trade in famine. A little dose of revolutionary optimism. I think it's really important to sort of express solidarity globally. It really is a deal by corporations for corporations. The union forever defending our rights down with the black leg. If you think the ABC's left wing, don't listen to this program. Solidarity Breakfast, 7.30 to 9am Saturdays, 3CR, 8.55am. Streaming and 3CR Digital, podcast or audio on demand. And of course, the website, solidaritybreakfast.org.au. Solidarity forever! Good morning, listener. Ooh, it's Radiothon! Oh, yay! Big day, big day! Now it's your chance to actually involve yourself in Solidarity Breakfast on 3CR during this mighty Radiothon week. And, uh, in fact, you can later on at uh, Hapa State. We're actually opening the line, so you'll actually get your chance to actually speak. But, of course, it's cash for comment. We need people to put their money where their mouth is. How are you today, Rebecca? Yes, I'm great. Very excited to be here. Yeah. Is this your first Radiothon? Uh, no, I, I've done a couple with Voice of West Papua before. Yeah, okay. that's right. So you know that it's all rev, rev, give, give, give. Yes. And how are you, Marcus? Yeah, good. Thanks, Annie and Rebecca. Yeah, good to be here. Like we've already said, it's Radiothon Day, so yeah, dig deep. What are the numbers? Nine four one nine eight three double seven. Ring in now. Uh, if you've been listening, yeah, ring in, donate your money, keep 3CR on air. And say you want to support Solidarity Breakfast because we fill your Saturday morning or even maybe your bike ride when you podcast us or, or maybe it's really just a leisurely Saturday, Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon listen to the politics that really count. There's SMS as well. You, we are part of the modern world. Don't ever think we're not. 04888 855, the mighty 855. Yes, and you can also go online to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. Yes, we've got a, we've actually got a crowd raiser, uh, um, spot for you to do it for uh, Solidarity Breakfast. So, uh, put your hand up, put your, your finger on the, uh, uh, keyboard and uh, donate. But we've got a few people who already have. Yes, thanks so much to Terry Bosley. Uh, from Mooney Ponds, forty dollars. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, Terry. and uh, Miss Debbie Brennan, twenty five dollars from Coburg. Yeah, good, good old Debbie Brennan. We yes. have, we've spoken to Debbie. Oh, great. What 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 was she? Uh, she's about? Uh, women against fascists. Mm. Um, well, radical women against fascism. NUW yeah. member too. Yep. Great. And Keith Fitzgerald, $10 from Collingwood. Oh, thank you very much, Keith. Now, Keith is a story because Keith was uh, part of the uh, – w- we saved his house. Tunnel Picket. Tunnel Picket. That's right, Keith. Mm. Thank you very thanks, much. Keith. Yep, thanks very much. Awesome. You're on Solidarity Breakfast and it's Radiothon Week. Don't forget, we need your support for Solidarity Breakfast and 
indeed for the station in general. It's just incredible in the last election. What we saw was what we've known for a long time. That's the power of the Murdoch media. Absolutely ridiculing, playing down the climate emergency, the climate breakdown. And I would certainly encourage people to be donating as much as they can. I think Beyond Zero Emissions has really been a major source of good information, truthful, upfront and most certainly topical and current. Uh, for a long time and if you want to know what's going on in the climate debate in Australia and around the world and what the latest research is and also the solutions, 3CR is where you're likely to actually hear them first. To donate, call 039419 or donate online at 3cr.org.au. Power Radical Radio. Radical Radio, that must be us. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. 3CR, Solidarity Breakfast. And as the great Bill Dallas says at the, in the uh, beginning of the program, uh, if, if, it, uh, if you think the ABC's left, don't listen to us. <laughs> From the grave. Yeah. We salute you, Bill. Yeah, so this week I went uh, to a an event down at the MUA uh, Hall in North Melbourne, and uh, yeah, the yeah we sent you down there because it was campaign, a, yeah, yeah um, for Venezuela. Yes, what's going on there? Well, they're they're doing a really good job of uh, getting together equipment um, because when Joe Montero and um, Lucho from Lasnet went over there recently, we heard from Joe um, on one of our shows when he came back and what the people were asking for was um, not like food aid uh, and things like that, but actually... So the ABC report about them starving is incorrect? Yes, incorrect. Yeah, we, sh- we actually... They showed a short film made by uh, an American guy and it was actually showing markets in Caracas um, full of food, um, which the government is subsidising as well, so it's at well below market price, um, yeah, for the local people. And just, yeah, people that were working there and uh, buying groceries there were, were saying this is just not true. Not true. Yeah. Yeah, that was really incredibly stark bad reporting coming out of the ABC and it's really worrying that there is such misinformation going on. Go on, sorry. Yeah, so uh, what the campaign uh, in Australia is doing is they are um, going to send a container over. So they're looking for uh, people to donate equipment for like um, generators and water pumps and things like that and also... They want uh, to raise money for an agro um, project that they're doing, supporting local farmers to produce their own food so that they don't have to rely on imports, the cash economy. imports from outside, which can easily, some, like, easily at sometimes. Like they were saying that, uh, that Venezuela has been buying flour from Mexico, but that can be blocked if it's coming by Anytime. ship. Yeah, so they're they're trying to secure their own food um, by growing it locally, so that they have that. Um, so where do they want people to? Uh, how do they get in contact? People out there get, get in contact with this uh, 
uh, effort that's going on. Yes, it's it's a little bit uh, um, disorganised at the moment, but there's going to be another uh, fundraiser coming up on the uh, no, yeah, this week, and we'll we'll make sure we give you more details. They they were also unclear about when when that was going to happen. But uh, I suppose that the connecting uh, yeah. p- node is a- actually Lesnit. Yes. So L A S N E T, Lesnit. Yes. They do have a online presence. Yes, they do. Uh, you can, if you were really wanting to know more about it, you could probably drop into three CR or give yes, a call, yes. and yeah. uh, we will put you into the right direction. Uh, this is a very serious affair. Yeah. Can I just read a couple of quotes? Is yeah, go okay? for it. Um, yeah, this is just kind of showing again, pointing out the different narratives around the whole thing. Um, so. This is a declaration by the U.S. Department of State made in January 9, on January 9, 2018. The pressure campaign is working. The financial sanctions we have placed on the Venezuelan government have forced it to begin becoming in default, both on sovereign and PDVSA, that's the oil company's debt. And what we are seeing is a total economic collapse in Venezuela. So our policy is working, our strategy is working, and we're going to keep it. And they've been doing that ever since. Um, so so it's, a, it's a strategic attack yes. by the American imperialists yep. to undermine another sovereign state. And it's using various uh, outlier com- countries like Australia to propagate a propaganda against the Venezuelan government and people. Yeah, well, this one, uh, we should treat this as an agony, a tragedy that will continue until it finally reaches an end. And if we can do something to accelerate it, we should do it, but we should do it while understanding that this will have an impact on millions of people who are already having difficulty finding food and medicine. We cannot do this and pretend it won't have an impact. We have to make a hard decision. The desired goal justifies this severe punishment. And what's their desired goal? Oil. There you go. All right, we'll keep you tuned. Uh, You're on 3CR Solidarity Breakfast. It's uh, Radiothon. We did get a donation from Ray at the beginning of the program. Thank you very much, Ray, from Kensington. Thank you very much, Ray. Uh, $50. We're very pleased to receive your donation. We know you're a a listener and... uh, and that you're a man with opinions because we also hear you on Talk Back With Attitude. Uh, the phone number that Ray called was 94198377. We've got a fairly large target on Solidarity Breakfast because, of course, Solidarity Breakfast has been a long-term program. Uh, it's a station program. It's been in some very safe hands. Hopefully we're safe hands, Marcus, Rebecca and Annie. Uh, but uh, if you're uh, old enough, you'll remember the great Bill Hartley, who was a great man. He was also a fantastic fundraiser. We probably need to take a bit out, a leaf out of uh, Bill Hartley's book, but uh, we're relying on you and your good hearts to actually ring up and be part of the uh, future of Solidarity Breakfast and 3CR in this dark time. So there are a few other people who have yes. donated. Thanks so much to Jill Koppel from Abbotsford. The fantastic Jill Koppel. $30, yes. I think we all know Jill. She's she's an amazing person. Um, John Langer from North Fitzroy, $10. And Vivian Langford, 
one hundred dollars. Oh, Paddington. thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. See, we we get all the way to uh, uh, Sydney, and uh, remember, we'll give you a few more things about uh, what your money does for three uh, CR and Solidarity Breakfast. But remember. Did you know that each donation over $2 you make to 3CR's Radiothon is tax deductible? That means that when you're doing your tax return business, you can claim your 3CR donation as a legitimate tax deduction. To make a pledge to this year's Radiothon, call the station on 9419 8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. Power Radical Radio. The furor about freedom of the press, and quite rightly so, with those dreadful raids on the journalist in Sydney and here. But then the press raves on, particularly the Murdoch press, even more hypocritical, I think, about freedom of the press and how they stand between us and government autocracy. In fact, of course, their freedom is a different freedom. The other side of their freedom to print what they want to print is their freedom not to print what they don't want to print. Try and get a word in about, say, May Day or something that might benefit workers and attack bosses, then you're not likely to get it there. So really, the only place we can hear the alternative news is here. I mean, that's that's the point. They can carry on about freedom of the press and I commend their fight because of what they're fighting about and who they're fighting against but they only tell us what they want us to know and if you want to hear what they don't want us to know you'll hear it here. That's the difference. 3CR Radiothon 2019. Power Radical Radio. And what are the numbers? Nine four one nine eight three double seven. And this year we need two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to keep uh, Radical Radio three CR on air. Power Radical Radio. Yeah, people powered radio. Because like the other media outlets, we don't take money off uh, government. We're which yeah, makes totally it grassroots. Possible. That's right. Yeah, which yeah. makes it possible for us to do what. The only was... probably one of the few media, probably the only media outlet where you will hear the truth. Where we, mm. yeah, we uh, tell it how it is. Represent working class people people from marginalised communities and give a voice to the voice, uh, voiceless. So, yeah, nine four one nine eight three double seven. It is Radiothon Day, so dig deep, hit your kick and support 3CR. Yeah, yeah, and uh, there's also SMS 0488 809 855. We would love to hear from you, We even if it's silently. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's also the um, online. Yes, at 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. And on the line, we've got Jacob Anthawatha. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, you pronounced my name correctly. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I've been practising it. Now, Jacob uh, Jacob is a 3CR uh, broadcaster. He's part of Green Left Radio, uh, the Friday Breakfast, but he's also in the process of uh, building resistance, a post-election socialist discussion day, which is going on today. Tell us a little bit more about it. Well, to tell you a bit about, um, it's happening today from 9am to 5pm and I guess the purpose of it is to bring um, together people around uh, around this whole discussion of building resistance um, after the federal election result. Um, although I have to uh, acknowledge that um, the, the seminar was actually planned before we even knew who would get elected. 
um, because we always had the perspective that um, no matter who would get elected, um, you know, people of you know, colour, marginalised groups and um, the unemployed, etc., would still be the subject of attacks and there would be a need to build some kind of, um, you know, resistance. Mind you, I suppose, uh, and that uh, actually that's a really important thing you just said, that in fact it really didn't, uh, the election result is one thing, but actually the fight and the struggle for uh, a uh, humanist and uh, fair uh, economy and society it, it would not have been re- resolved by that election. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and the other thing, of course, is that uh, it now, because of the result, more uh, of the working class uh, are now under the hammer. Yeah. So um, that's what our first session, um, which will be on resisting Morrison's tax, which um, starts at 9.45am, will be about... Um, we have a range of speakers from a trade union speaker who will be speaking a bit critically about um, the trade union movement. Um, from we'll have Stu Ball from Social Alliance giving a sort of you know perspective on you know what are the type of attacks we have to come to expect from the Morrison government. Um, and then we have um, Leo, well I don't know, um, Leo from Student Strike for Client. He'll be talking about um, the school strike for climate and you know how the global strike on September 20th might represent a kind of way forward for all these movements. Um, And then we'll have a representative from the Unemployed Workers Union who will talk about the kind of attacks we have come to expect um, from from this incoming Morrison government on the unemployed. Yeah, all very important things, very important session. Uh, You're going to uh, take it through to the, uh, the full day, so can you give us a little bit of an idea of what you're expecting to have happen after that session? After that session, um, uh, so the next session that will follow that will be um, the experiences of socialists in elected positions, um, where basically we'll be focusing on sort of exploring how um, we'll have um, Sue Bolton, um, who's a local socialist Morland councillor, um, and then we'll have um, Craig McGregor, who's the secretary of the Victorian Allied Health Professionals, um, the session, that session in particular will focus on, you know, how socialists can use elected positions, um, whether it's uh, in on the local council or whether it's in the trade union and how they can use it to kind of advance class struggle and build working class power. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because, uh, of course, uh, uh, this is the anniversary of uh, Clary O'Shea's uh, uh, anti-penal powers uh, stance and uh, although he was uh, not a socialist he was a communist uh, which uh, probably puts him uh, somewhere I don't know maybe it's socialist oblique communist but anyway he obviously believed the same thing as you that uh, it's possible within the frameworks that already exist to have a positive um, effect well, it's, um, well, it's interesting to note, well, the Clary O'Shea um, strike was, you know, it was the result of um, of socialists and communists intervening in the, in the trade unions for years and years, you know, having a very conceited kind of, um, you know, concentrated propaganda effort of trying to convince the workers from workplace to workplace. 
Now, you, you are all about the positive. Uh, I mean, the thing about it is is that it's all very well to be really sad um, and uh, uh, demoralised. I mean, we hear about... Uh, the uh, uh, as we move, the Americans are moving further, closer and closer to the concept of a war with Iran, for example, uh, and uh, the desire to create a Cold War pattern with China, uh, and of course Australia being um, the little little tacker behind. Um, you're about positives, and this is a fantastic thing, and this is one of the reasons for why having a day like this is so great. But you've got a closing panel, which is what what is to be done, building a political alternative for the 99%. People should be really pleased to, to, to go to that, I guess. Yeah. Well, that whole panel will be about, um, <clears throat> you know, having a critical discussion about what type of left we need, um, what are the things that will be needed to, you know, build the left-wing um, political terms that we need to sort of fight for the 99%, um, because, you know, we, we're going through a kind of period where the left has been in, you know, a lot of retreat, a lot of defeats, especially since the, the fall, um, the, ri- um, the rise of neoliberalism. Oh, sorry, the um, The fall of neoliberalism, um, and, but, you know, we're starting to see, you know, a, a bit of a, a positive opening, um, you know, with the rise of Jeremy Corbyn in the UK, um, Bernie Sanders in the US, and then we're seeing, you know... The, we've just well, the socialists in the um, uh, EU uh, uh, winning elections in the EU. Well, um, there was also, we've also covered this on our Friday breakfast program, the rise of the, you know, the Belgian Workers' Party, which yeah. has been growing... Significantly, so yeah, that's uh, it's going to be a good session on you know having this the kind of critical discussion that left wing people need about what type of left we want to build and you know how we can fight for it. And Jacob, obviously, uh, a new way has to be found following the failed change the rules campaign. So I'm guessing that's one of the items that's going to be uh, critiqued yeah, in the yeah. session. Yeah. Good. Oh, now so, so Jacob, give us the details. Give our listeners the details. Um, it's at the Maritime Union of Australia office, which is in West Melbourne. Um, it's a four-minute walk from uh, the, um, the 57 tram and the yeah. 57 tram, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think the exact address is like 45 Island Street. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it starts at 9 and it finishes at 5. There is lunch and there are breaks. And, um, you, and you don't have to come to um, the whole day if you can't come. If you want to just come to one session, um, you're more than welcome to. Good on you. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you for being part of the solution. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks, Jacob. In 2019, 3CR has the power. Add your support during the annual Radiothon to Power Radical Radio. To donate, call 039419 8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au. 3CR Radiothon 2019. Power Radical Radio. And you're on Solidarity Breakfast, and thank you very much. We've got a new donator. 
Yeah, Georgie from Mount Martha has donated fifty dollars. Oh, Thanks, thank you Georgie. very much, Georgie. Thank you very much. And the number is nine four one nine eight three seven seven. We really need your donations on Solidarity Breakfast. We've got a big target. Uh, as I said, it's one of these station programs that is one of the backbones of the station. Hopefully, uh, that's hopefully you see it that way too. Um, and. Uh, yeah, what, what have you got there, Rebecca? Yeah, sorry, uh, I wasn't uh, prepared before, but I'll just mention that the the campaign, the Venezuela campaign, it's called Venezuela Solidarity Campaign. Uh, so you can email them at vsc.melbourne at gmail.com. Say it again. Yeah, vsc.melbourne at gmail.com. Or you can uh, call this number, 0425 Five three nine one four nine zero four two five five three nine one four nine, and uh, that's the way you can either donate uh, to the um, people in uh, in Venezuela that are growing their own food, or you can also donate some things for the container that they're going to be shipping over very soon. Cool. So uh, returning to uh, the Radiothon that we're happening right now, it's uh, 3CR, so, uh, Solidarity Breakfast, SMS 04888-09855. The number to call, 94198377. You might want to save your call for the last talk half back. hour of the program. Yes, We'd love back. to hear from some of the listeners. Um, that is the same number, 94198377. Uh, and uh, also, what's the online presence? Yep, it's 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. We've had a lot of uh, different people on the program over time. Uh, Marcus, you came on board just a, while, a little while ago, and it was around the issue of the chemical fires out in the northern suburbs. Can you give us a little bit of an idea of what's been going on out there? Because we've had some more fires. Oh, there's been about four more factory and chemical wow. fires since the Bradbury fire. Yeah. Um, so after that, the Bradbury fire, which got a lot of... Uh, <coughs> coverage. Coverage in the media. And we had the rally, which further yeah. brought prominence to the issue. Um, and then it, it basically forced the Hume City Council to, to do something about it. And uh, so I went to the council meeting and put a few questions to them about, about taking action, about setting mm. up a task force and... Through the week, I went to the council meeting, and they've actually they moved the motion that next council meeting they're going to take steps to uh, establish this task force, the Hume Clean Task Force Advisory Committee, which is what I put to them when I had a meeting when the CEO and the mayor invited me in there to talk to them just six or so weeks ago. So, great, yeah, that was yeah. So you're going to keep an eye on what goes on there. Oh, for sure, yeah. It was moved by the mayor, and it was uh, passed unanimously that they're going to, yeah take steps now to establish that task force. So Some of those councillors actually live in their own area. They must be feeling worried as well. It's their health on the line as well. Yeah, well, it is. I mean, uh, yeah, but now they've been forced. The residents spoke up. Mm. That Bradbury fire was the final straw. Yeah. People uh, yeah, are so now angry a, and sick and tired. what about the ones that have happened since then? Like, they haven't really been covered in the media, have they? Um, there was one last Saturday. It was yeah. Yeah, covered, they did cover it. Thankfully, the firefighters brought it under control very, very quickly. Um, was that the one in Thomastown? No, in Campbellfield. Okay. Yeah, and there was one in Thomastown the week before, yeah. and um, so it, it, it goes on. But goodness me! So this task force, do you know what they're in? I mean, it sounds like 
uh, you know, it's a bit like advertising, you know, task force, they, they know what they're doing, they've got their motoring cap on, they yeah, know what they're, they're doing. Experts they're experts and, and all that. But then when you look at things closer, uh, it's actually not under control. Mm. Is, uh, what, what are they intending to do, do you think? What are the mechanisms they're intending to in, in, uh, use? The mechanisms? Oh, well, what are they yeah. going to do? What are they going to do? But we'll put yeah, it in plain action? language. What are they going to do? <laughs> what do they think they're going to do? Oh, I mean, yeah, well, the state government needs tighter regulation. I mean, it's all very well. They say they're going to introduce a tracking system, but hmm. this tracking system's not going to work as long as there's rogue operators in the industry yeah. that operate outside we, of the law. Could, yeah, outside the law. I mean, yeah. exactly right. We need covert operations. What, what needs to happen, they need to establish the source of where these chemicals are coming from and stopping it there at that gate mm. rather than these operators who fill factories up of chemicals that people don't even know. The regulators what don't even are. know what the chemicals yeah. are. I mean, there's a factory at the moment out in Epping that's being cleaned up. People mm. in their big white suits going through these oh, millions of litres, I suppose, of chemicals. Um, and there's many, many more under suspicion of storing illegal uh, chemicals. Oh, that's interesting because this is really the um, outcome of uh, rogue capitalism over time mm. where it doesn't actually have to pay the piper. Uh, you know, PFAS is mm. a, an example of this. It's not like, I mean, this was a person-made chemical that was uh, used for a particular purpose which was considered to be a great thing. Don't, don't get me wrong. You know, people think that science is always going to solve all problems. So this science was applied, and it was applied to create a chemical that was supposed to suppress flames. That's what it was for. Now, what we've got coming out in the wash is uh, this need now for firefighters to when they develop, when as opposed mm. to if they're going to uh, get cancer that they should be uh, they shouldn't have to go through the same terrible hoops that other workers who get a workplace injury of this a disease or whatever of this sort they don't have to go through those hoops because it's now understood that uh say firefighters who are at Fishwick for example are probably if they get cancer that's probably where it is from mm. right they don't have to establish the chain of yeah. connection because that's what happens with people. You don't you don't just get a payout because you've got this uh, cancer that's happened because of your work. You actually have to. It's a bit like poor old Aboriginal people have to prove that they actually belong to this country. Yeah. You know, because that, that's the way uh, European law works. And even since the, <laughs> since the Tottenham fire out near Footscray earlier in the mm. year, the firefighters union has reported many firefighters that fought that fight have come down with with illness. Uh, yeah, this is a tragedy. It's an absolute tragedy. Um, you're on Solidarity Breakfast. Thanks for that report, Mark. It's, yeah. we'll, we'll be eager to find out more about it as yes. it goes along. Yeah, no, we'll be keeping a close eye on this task force and uh, the results. I mean, hopefully we see. We need to get to the bottom of why these operators come to the north to set up their uh, yeah. rogue operations. I mean, that's, Oh, well, uh, it's because uh, of the power differential, isn't it? Mm. You know, as one of the people I interviewed, the young woman I interviewed, she said, yes, yes, I do feel like a second-class citizen. If this was in Turak, I'm sure they would have sorted it out. Yeah. <laughs> she I'd was be, pretty clear about it. I'm interested to know who's going to be on the task force. Yes, yes. That's what I we'll mean, be, you we'll probably really don't interested. know yet, but yeah. yeah. When we'll be yeah, interested in seeing how they're going to make it, if they, they intend to actually do what they say they're going to do. But they do say they want to, yeah. 
have yeah, yeah, collaboration yeah. with the state government and the other government agencies, I guess, such as yeah, work yeah, safe, we'll, the EPA we'll say, and yeah, the, the fire brigade. I, I feel guess. like sometimes these uh, things, when they're set up, they can just be very much, you know, a talk uh, fest. Yeah, it, no, it's called managing the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's not actually anyone who's directly affected or like hearing and from any voices who have like a lived experience of. Well, I've said very clearly situation. that uh, local residents who are affected yeah, yeah. should be involved in, in, exactly. the, in this consultative committee. Yeah. It shouldn't just be uh, bureaucrats yeah. in a back room. Yeah. Resolving be, yeah. a political issue yes. rather than a, a social yeah. and safety issue. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing about it is is that it is actually possible to have a system where you set up a committee to do something and it actually does it. The problem is... What? <laughs> yeah, I know that might seem like a really weird idea, but we've all become so used to the idea that they don't do what they say they will do. But it is actually possible with a turn of the wheel of the political structure that our intention is actually what we express what we're actually going, trying to do. And this is one of the reasons for why Solidarity Breakfast exists and why 3CR exists. It's not actually to sit there and say, oh, it's the end of the world, it's a terrible thing. Mm. It's actually about actively um, uh, being involved in a better future. Every step you take towards a better future is something that you're contributing to the future generation. Well, it's about activism. I mean, yeah, we need to... Yeah. Get up and do something. If we see something not right, well, we need to do something. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly for right. too long, we sit back and say somebody else should do something about it, and that's what three CR teaches the important lessons about community activism. That's yeah. exactly about right. About taking steps to resolve things, about finding solutions. And in fact, if you donate to three CR and Solidarity Breakfast, you are taking that one step f- further for a better future world. Nine four one nine eight three seven seven. Donate. Um, we would like you to donate. I can hardly read. Oh, here yeah, we go. Yeah, we've got a text message. We've got a text message. Um, Saturday AM with Geraldine Dougal. Saturday breakfast with Annie and Humphrey. It is as if we are in two different countries. You tell about strikes that are on, public housing tenants fighting to keep their houses, all sorts of interesting people. Um, and we would like you to uh, pledge. Uh, Vivian uh, Langford did that. She sent us with a message. She actually sent us a hundred dollars, but she's put in another twenty-five. No, no, oh. that's a different person. Oh, it's a different person. Oh, well, there you go. So another twenty-five. The twenty-five, and their message is up there. Oh, um, yeah. what is it? Twenty-five dollars for solidarity breakfast. Thank you. Uh, thanks to Marcus and the team for highlighting the ongoing issues of chemical storage workers health and safety and com- commuters resistant uh, communities and communities resistance thank you very much for actually listening and thank yes. you very much for contributing sorry for my Thanks. stumbling reading no no white on black what yeah. a terrible idea whoever came up with that idea <laughs> anyway uh, we're going to uh, cross to uh, a fair go for pensioners in two shakes of a lamb's tail but uh, before we do don't forget that there are lots of people who are involved in 3CR and uh, there's lots of good reasons for why you should be part of the solution. I want to give a shout-out to 3CR. Two groups of 3CR here. We've got Wednesday Breaking, we've got Radioactive, and, like, 
for the heart and soul of documenting stuff that goes on in this city of five million people, bloody magnificent institution as well as revolutionary radio. Three CR, always bringing you the latest union news. They're coming after us at the moment. They want to get rid of penalty rates, the big push from businesses. They want to get rid of all the things that you and I have fought for. So there's tens of thousands of jobs gone, contracted out to sham contracting arrangements. On 8.55am and on the web, 3cr.org.au. You're on Solidarity Breakfast with Annie, Marcus and Rebecca and we've got Lou Wheeler from Fair Go for Pensioners, one of our regulars on the line. G'day Lou, how are you? I'm well, Annie, yourself? I'm alright, I'm glad, oh, I'm good. Well, of course I'm good, it's Radiothon, it's 3CR, <laughs> it's uh, Solidarity Breakfast, it's Saturday, we're here yes. talking <laughs> the good right. talk. We want to uh, do a call out to listeners to dig into your pockets, people for this important radio, uh, community radio station. We say it drives political news and commentary that matters about people and the planet, and it gives a voice to those people who are overlooked or dismissed or ignored. So, people, we say uh, thank you to 3CR now, and Fair Go for Pensioners um, donates $50. Graham donates. $50 and Lou donates $50. $150 Ooh, all thanks. up. Fantastic. <laughs> Solidarity breakfast, yes. Thank you so Good much, Good on you. Lou. Fantastic, Lou. Um, you've got other things to tell us about, haven't you? We certainly have. Um, we just wanted to just report briefly on public housing, the slow demise thereof, which is just scandalous. Um, and I wanted to pick, particularly draw people's attention to the proposal from the Productivity Commission of a single system of financial assistance so that instead of supp- on the supply side and providing uh, public housing and putting capital growth money into public housing and building, you know, and increasing the stock to meet unmet need, the proposal is for um, the demand side so that you provide Commonwealth rent assistance not only as they do currently to uh, private uh, (coughs) market rentals and community housing tenants, but to extend that to public housing tenants. So so what you're saying is that it's kind of like uh, corporate welfare. It's not about the people who need the money. It's actually about the people who want it. (laughs) Exactly right. That's exactly right because um, what... A lot of people, um, you know, it, it's not clear often that community housing, it's, they're private landlords, they're not public, so that any um, community housing becomes um, a corporate, uh, you know, it's a, a company and it might be a charity run by uh, a church or a, a secular charity. It's nonetheless a private landlord and that really is the difference. So they have different criteria and it's, um, again, on the demand side. And at the moment, uh, with that proposal, um, it means that $5.1 billion a year would be spent. And, of course, that would increase over time. Imagine how much public housing could be built with that sort of money. It's per year. It's not over a 10-year period. 
and that's the proposal. And as far as we understand, it's being pushed, of course, driven by the federal government. And unfortunately, our state government have not stood up to this publicly so that people don't really understand what's going on. And we are really witnessing the demise of public housing before our very eyes. And Because, it, 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 Lou, it's not just actually the demise of public housing. What it is is it's literally the demise of any concept of uh, community and social uh, collaboration. Uh, it's only about the dollar. It's only about private enterprise. Absolutely right. And if you... Um, we've been out on... Pego's been out on the estates with Friends of Public Housing Victoria. And those communities in general are totally stable communities, very um, mixed blend of ethnic communities living there and looking after each other from very young kids up to oldies. And the oldies look after the young kids if the parents are working. And those communities have the amenity that they're urban, they're in um, close to job opportunities, they're close to their faith groups, they're close to markets for people to be able to afford to buy really high quality, nutritious food. Um, and they look after each other. There's land around the property so the kids have playgrounds. Um, the, everybody can tend to um, community gardens that are there for fresh produce. Um, there's usually recreation facilities close by so people can get involved in sporting activities. Educational facilities are close at hand. And you go... Oh, what is going on? These these communities have com been completely relocated and dislocated from each other. They've been moved all over the place. Yeah, and all these sugar-coated words, let's put it bluntly, um, not your sugar-coated words, but the sugar-coated words coming out of every brand of political party, except for the Greens, I'll have to say, and the Socialists, is that uh, it's all for the good, for the general good, but in actual fact, what's really literally happening is the uh, handing over of public assets to the private uh, market. They are selling off the farm. That's right, because the community housing now has its own lobby group called um, the Community Housing Industry Association, and of course we've got one in Victoria, and they have money and they have assets and they have now already, they boast, something like um, $2.1 in um, as their custodians of those, um, you know, affordable housing assets. Yep. So the money is going into community housing and it's being driven by the federal government. However, our state government has not stood up to this public... No, no, they actually support this. I went to a, a, a speech by Gavin uh, Jennings where he actually finished it off with... He was, he'd been given the task as uh, the um, uh, Minister Without Portfolio, as it were, a special, special roving minister, to actually uh, deal with the vexed issue of making affordable housing come from the private rental market. And every time I've told people this, they all said, good luck with that, Gavin. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it is. <laughs> well, in fact, it's happening. So he's, uh, if you want to say luck's on his side, but uh, it's scandalous. Well, no, um, the results are you can't get affordable housing out of the public rental market. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And all is that's going to happen is that uh, the uh, people with all the money is go- are going to rake in more of the money and they're going to walk around like Johnny knows in the air uh, lording it over everyone else. What and well, and I think one of the uh, real scandals, aside from you know this um, wanting to go to the single model of financial assistance, which of course at the moment in public tenants don't need um, the Commonwealth rent assistance because they have a rent to income model which is capped at maximum twenty five percent of total um, household income. So that if you ever you know fall into unemployment or mm. um, have an illness or an accident, then you're looked after. Because it's um, you know your income is is pegged according to those circumstances, but that isn't the case in community housing. And at the moment, what we also have is um, we are told uh, quite reliably that this industry group, the community housing industry group, has a proposal before our state government to um, management transfer of a further ten thousand public housing properties to community providers on a long-term basis. Now, what we know from the past is when that happens, 15 years or so down the line, everybody's their social amnesia, people have forgotten, and suddenly those titles are transferred over as well. In the meantime, you've got an an additional proposal in from this industry group um, for um, loan funding guarantees for 3,000 new community housing stock, right? So that out of that $1 billion that's um, currently in the Homes for Victorian um, reform initiatives, that money will go over to community housing to build that stock on public housing land. And that's how the government wriggles out of saying that, no, 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 we're not selling off the Mm. land. What they're doing is they're giving us... Yeah, yeah, it's and absolutely and outrageous. You, you notice uh, when they, there was the death of that young woman recently in Royal Park, and yeah. a whole lot of people were being just, you know, all the in their reasonable voices, all talking about, oh, how terrible it is that there's no. They all t- started to talk about social housing, um, and uh, as if uh, it was the actual issue. And I must say, I'm getting really tired of the public in general refusing to understand the uh, rot that is being perpetrated not only on that poor young woman but on them themselves by these policies. Well, Crocodile tears. (laughs) But the public have got to be made aware of it and we've got to get that information out because if you don't know, um, then how can you, you know think, oh my goodness, this is ghastly because there's so much toxic deceit going on. Social housing actually means now community housing, even though the government um, tells you that their definition means both community housing and public housing, but what is actually meant by it is community housing. And then they muddle that even further by saying affordable housing, which is ill-defined. So it's no wonder that people are a bit confused about what all of this means. And so they hear social housing and think, oh, that's a good idea. That's a good thing. Well, no, it's not a good thing. It's a very bad thing. It's the way in which Thatcher 
brought down the demise of public housing in um, Britain, in Great Britain, and now we're having it here. So it's uh, it's all really ghastly. So uh, you can finish off because uh, this is a perfect uh, uh, segue to remind people that it is actually Radiothon and that uh, Solidarity Breakfast is a place where you can get the good oil. In uh, you can get the uh, real information nine four one nine eight three seven seven nine four one nine eight three seven seven and thank you for the person who sent us an SMS with a donation oh four double eight eight oh nine eight five five and of course then there's online yes at three cr dot org dot au forward slash donate and Lou you've uh, you've got a Virgo uh, for pensioners have got a uh, a really important seminar coming up. We do have, yes, our conference is on the 10th of July and, um, you know, I'm just delighted to report that we've only got five places left. Um, in fact, we were booked out um, and we've extended by 10 places because we're also... you got some more one. chairs. Yay! Yes. <laughs> we, I know, it's fantastic because it's all being donated, services are being donated without charge and we have um, Professor... Uh, Rob Watts, who is the uh, first speaker speaking about greening the Aussie fair go. Um, and um, we've got um, a panel of uh, four uh, presenters in the morning and in the afternoon. And there's lots of time between the, those um, speakers and panellists to actually engage with each other about you know, what sort of a future do we want and how might we get there and let's drop. We are not uh, productive economic units, you know, individualised people. We're a collective of people who care for one another and look after one another. And how are we going to make that happen? And let's drop the competitiveness and let's work together. So that's what the conference is all about. Um, and we'll certainly be uh, talking about, um, you know, inequality and the fact that there seems to be blind devotion to it and people can seem to be able to step over people now sleeping in our streets and not be co- perturbed about it. Yeah, we want to it's pretty it. perturbing, isn't it? Um, uh, sure I do is. notice that uh, many of the people who are sleeping on the streets are actually doing it right close to places like uh, 7-Eleven uh, in the night because yeah. uh, it must be less dangerous for them. Yeah, it's open and... And there's light. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, th- thanks very much, Lou, for talking to us t- today and thanks for Fair Go for Pensioners for being part of Solidarity Breakfast. Yeah. Could you stay on the line so that uh, our able uh, supporters in the phone room can actually... Uh, pick up your uh, donation. Absolutely, and thanks to to 3CR for the opportunity. Uh, And we also have to thank uh, Kelly from from Richmond who sent us a text, $20. Thank you very much, Kelly. And uh, she says, keep up the excellent work, Annie and Beck, and we should put Marcus (laughs) in there as well. We have to remind you why it's so important that to keep 3CR on the on the line we are uh, in the middle of our radiothon we need you to uh, pledge some money and uh, keep it all happening Killing our people is not a stagnant part of Australian history. This is happening right here today. And corporations have gotten away with poisoning us. 
it's this assumption that white people and people of white bodies are right until something goes wrong. To resist the rise of the right and rebuild the left. Support Radical Voices on the Airwaves. Donate to 3CR's annual fundraiser. Power Radical Radio, June 3rd to the 16th. Hello, you're on Solidarity Breakfast with Annie, Marcus and Rebecca. And we've got Kevin Healy on the phone. G'day, Kevin. How are you? Annie, I'm good. Okay, Hugh, um, I'm not that good, actually, because I, I had planned to say something this morning and then you've already played it, so I think, well, I've got nothing to say anymore. That's it. Oh, no. <laughs> I, 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 nothing um, to oh, say. I'm so surprised, <laughs> Kevin. I, I, I was going to uh, I was going to repeat lazily what I said on City Limits on Wednesday morning, but you played it as a bit of a promo thing this morning, um, so that's that's done me for the day. But look, I'll I'll try to. But what I was saying, in fact, was, and I think it is worth repeating actually that um, with this furor in the last couple of weeks about the freedom of the press, and I don't disagree with their campaign, but for the for the media, they they in fact also reserve not just the right to freedom of the press, they, they reserve the right not to tell us what they don't want us to know. Exactly. I've been thinking this too. it's on 3CR that you get that information. Now, the, on this program, for instance, you go out to various meetings all over the place and record speeches that never get reported in the mainstream media but are very important to hear. Um, so that you know, that's one of the reasons there. But he also raised the point about Bill Hartley on this program. I go back uh, the, the first week that was was the 1983 Keating budget, when I wrote yeah. a piece for a um, I wrote a piece for a, one of the left wing papers, a satirical piece about Keating fooling capitalism, and. Um, they said, can you read that out? So I did, and then there was a one-off. And then the next week, they said, would you mind writing something for next week? And so all these years later, it's still going. And I, in fact, I called the week that was the longest-running segment on radio that no one's ever heard. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I'm sure uh, that's not true. I get no. abuse. I get abuse <laughs> if phone calls. So that abusive <laughs> phone call person, donate. Bring up. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, the good thing about Radiothon also is that I don't listen to the week that was this morning. That's good. Um, but um, you made the interesting point you made about Bill Hartley and Bill Della because um, going back, when Bill, they both they were similar people. They both their interview style was to talk and to give the interviewee no chance of saying anything. Um, Sorry, Kevin, inter- could I just interrupt? Would you mind moving a little bit uh, further away well, from yeah, the, the phone? The line's bad coming yeah. from your end as well. Do you want to ring okay. me back and see if we get a better line or something? All right, okay. Yeah. We, we will. We'll do that. Just a bit yes, fuzzy. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Probably, probably eight. Three CR Radiothon twenty nineteen, June the third to the sixteenth. Did you know that you can pledge your support to Three CR Radiothon now and pay up later? Call the station during business hours on nine four one nine eight three double seven and tell us what you'd like to donate, and then pay your donation later. Three CR Radiothon twenty nineteen, Power Radical Radio.
that better? Is that better? Yep. yep. Great. Yeah, I can hear you. You can hear me. That's very good. Yes. Yeah, that's modern technology for you. <laughs> well, Mightn't help the listeners be able to hear me, but that's the point. But you, you raised the point about Bill Hartley and Bill Dell. As I say, their interview style was just a talk, and Bill Hartley would make a long rambling statement, and then all the interview we have ever had to do was say yes, yes. or no. <laughs> and if they said the wrong yes or no, he'd just correct them. But um, and Bill Dell, I, I, I mean. But they were both wonderful people, but, but in fact, Bill, one morning on the show, Bill Deller, one of the interviewees, actually apologised for interrupting him. That's <laughs> 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 true. Uh, but the, I, the connection here is that yesterday there was the great farewell to Bob Hawke. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and Bob Hawke, <laughs> Bill, when Bill partly was secretary of the See, ALP... See, he was a Bob, not a Bill. When Bill was secretary of the ALP, federal intervention in 1970, Hawke was on the executive and so was I um, and we saw Hawke as the you know, terrible right wing person mm. then and he stayed that way but the other connection is that Bill's program used to get thousands of dollars from the trade union movement yeah. in this time slot which doesn't come in now because of the damage done to the trade union movement by Bob Hawke Thank you so Bob there's a, Yeah there's a real connection there and, uh, and it's only on 3CR that we pick those things up and also that we do get great union news about what's happening in the industrial front. Um, so for all those reasons, it's critically important that people keep 3CR going or you never hear anything about the other side. And for instance, in the last, even when they do print stuff, so, you know, for once um, you can agree with Trump about fake news because in the last week, two people they've told us and even described in detail how they were executed in North Korea have turned up alive. Oh. Um, oh. They said the cheap negotiator, and I've got no, I haven't, haven't got much, I'm not a great fan of the um, family no, no. regime in North mm. Korea, but um, they reported their deaths and how they died. It was a woman entertainer and, and the chief negotiator with, with America, and um, here they are. They're actually, um, either, that, either they were executed and Kim, <laughs> Kim Jong-un is actually... Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ. Yeah. Um, or they're actually, uh, it, was, it wasn't true. I can't believe mm. that in our media, can you? No. Wow, that's amazing. Because it's really funny because the other day, in a terrible way, the other day the ABC had this uh, news report and at the back of it it had this big sign saying, people are starving. And it, they kept it up for ages and ages and ages, and uh, even uh, after they'd finished talking about what they were talking about. But it was to do with Venezuela. People are starving. People are starving, it was saying. Uh, that's actually not true. No, and the reporting there has been dreadful. And the mm. ABC Telenews this week had a series on it which was absolutely one-sided. And it's, it's quite dreadful the way they're reporting that. It's and worrying. It's mentioning the ABC because people sort of see it as, as at least more moderate and in many ways it and, is. But, yeah. but in the morning you often get a beat up, you know, anti, anti-working anti class, anti-whatever story in the Herald Sun all over the front page and by 6.37 it's being reported as absolute truth on the ABC mm. News. You know, they, they just pick up on that and never question whether it's just the, the usual Rupert Murdoch uh, beat up. I'll tell you something interesting. There's been an exodus of some of the reporters uh, or the uh, newspeople from the Australian, 
And uh, it's very interesting to note that a couple of these people who have been there for a long term, one for 15 years and one for uh, nine years, a social reporter on, on in The Australian, and one of them who'd been there for 15 years actually left saying that uh, Australia faces... Um, uh, many outside threats and the way it's been handled basically in that news organisation is bordering on treason. Yeah. He actually said that. Yeah. He wrote it down. Yeah, well, I, I, I worked for seven years for the Murdoch Empire as a journalist and until uh, they woke up. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, it, it, they're right. My interpretation was that they, their idea of objectivity was my idea of subjectivity and vice versa. Yeah, it's interesting uh, because I, you know, the thing that came to my mind, the quote about, and then they came for me. Yes, yes, that's right. And, um, and they will, unless we keep going, of course. Uh, well, they're coming for us all the time. And, they, uh, they, and it's important in the next three years now because... Clearly, there's going to be a massive attack on the industrial movement. Yes. Um, we're seeing it this week with Setka for all, well, whatever he did. I mean, yeah, no, that's just ludicrous stuff, isn't it? From the Herald Sun point of view, it's out to get him and get yeah. the union. It's nothing to do with the morals they're talking about. And no, Poor form from um, Sally McManus, I thought, yeah. holding that press conference and uh, basically taking the side of the Conservatives. I mean, I, I thought she was there to represent Australian workers, not, not the Liberal Party. Yeah, that's right. So it's whatever, whatever. It's it, it's an attack on the union. It's attack, and and obviously there's someone in there who wants to get in because it got leaked. So that's uh, exactly right. Yeah. And the other thing about this is that what is this idea that a person expresses a point of view which may be underwhelming that they should be thrown away like rubbish? I mean, what is this? Humans aren't should be about you know. Uh, uh, you know, we're all in it together. People need to be, re- you know, you know, conversations have to be had. He's not actually an unreasonable man. I've actually spoken to John Secca. He's not an unreasonable person. Yeah, and he's a, this week he's a fine example of how the media operate to, to get to him. But that's going to continue. I mean, they're going to get there after that union in particular, obviously, but they're after unions generally, unless yes. it's the shop assistants. Um, but... Uh, and also, the other thing they're going to attack in the next three years very strongly is the union role in the superannuation. Oh yes, that's uh, the now, big you know, cash cow. I, I think there are. I think there are some moral difficulties with the way superannuation operates. Like Seabus yeah. is just a development firm now, and I think when you t- we've talked about the desperate need for public housing and etc., whether you know whether they should they, whether they should continue to invest solely in big office blocks and high rental apartments or whether they whether some super money should be going into much more socially useful objectives, and the other question is, of course, super are all investing in companies and buying shares. And my attitude is that if you own a share in a company, you're exploiting the workers of that company. That's exactly right. So, so you've got you've got workers exploiting workers, at least indirectly, through the super system. But but it's important that at least the workers keep control of that money and not the bankers who uh, yep. whom the government wants to give it to. Yeah, I know. It's pretty outrageous. These are all incredibly big issues. And hopefully over the next time, uh, 3CR and Solidarity Breakfast will get its teeth into them.
well, that's, well, we do. That's why 3CR is here, and that's the only place you hear these alternative views. Um, thank you for talking to us live this morning, even if it is through the uh, <laughs> I like medium the way of you phone. I talking to us live because I think, well, otherwise I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we should uh, get people to ensure that uh, they maintain the lifeline to Kevin by ringing up on 94198377. Oh, we, can, we can always call Kim Jong un. Kim, that's right, Kim Jong un. Beautiful segue there. <laughs> 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 All right, comrades, it's been lovely talking. I've come to the rally because I'm really angry. We need fair pay and secure jobs. We need to fundamentally change a system that has been rigged against working people. Standing up for workers' rights. Every person has the right to respect and dignity. The fight for workers' rights needs a strong voice. Power Radical Radio. Donate to 3CR's 2019 Radiothon. Call 9419 8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au. Where's justice for the working poor? Where's justice for the working poor? And welcome back to Solidarity Breakfast on Community Radio 3CR. And it is uh, Radiothon Day, of course. So 9419 8377 is the number to call or. Like an SMS on... Yes, 0488 809 855. And please uh, We've still got $1,700 yeah, to raise. Yeah. People out there, we, you know, the lights Come will on. be off. I can't see any lights on the phone there. We've, um, we've we, got some more pledges in. Yes. Go on. Yeah, we've got uh, Ken Mooney. Ken from Sunshine. Oh, okay. He's donated $20. And he, Ken says, fought the chemical companies in the West. Solidarity, keep up the good work, and Ken's been a long-term fighter for uh, yep. working people and the communities out there mm. in, in the western suburbs. Can I just also mention, we, we'd love you to get on the talk back, and uh, yeah, so if you want to do that, that's 94190155, or you can call that other number we mentioned, which is uh, 94198377. And it's cash for comment this morning, yep. so yeah, if you want to have a say, donate your hard-earned to 3CR. Um, we've got, got a few more pledges come in. Uh, Helen Laxton from Essendon's donated $25. Catherine oh, McLaughlin. $100 from Catherine McLaughlin. Good on her. Let, <laughs> she, she, deserves, <laughs> she deserves this. Yes. And we've got... Pierre Morrow from the Asia Pacific Currents Program, a long-term 3CR broadcaster. Yeah, can I just uh, say Pierre's um, been in court this week and, um, yeah, if you want to uh, support him uh, because he's been charged with a fray and... um, And this was all around the uh, incident that happened outside the flats in... uh, Flemington. Flemington Mm. when the uh, far right thought that they could have a a shindig there. Yep. Yeah, so uh, if you want to support him, just uh, ring the station uh, during working hours and, and find out how you can support Pierre. Yeah, Pierre's always supported uh, working people and people well, in the well, left was, against racism, so yeah, it's yeah. now our time to support Pierre and he's donated $50. So 94198377 is the number to call. It is Radiothon Day, so donate to 3CR, keep 3CR on air. We need $250,000 this year to keep 3CR on air. Like we said before, we don't take donations off the government or from uh, corporate 
donors. Yeah, it's all from the listeners. Mm. Yeah. Yep. I can't see any lights. Call us. We want to talk to you. We want to hear from you. Yep. Yes, we got Paul Rayner from Brunswick. He's donated twenty dollars. Thanks, Paul. I was just going to say that uh, if you want to support uh, Pia, you should go to the Magistrates Court on Monday the 24th at 9.30am. He would be really pleased to see a crowd of people out there yep. in support of him. Uh, Magistrates Court, that's in uh, um, William Street. Yep. Uh, I think it's... 344 or something like that. Just near Flagstaff. Yeah, just near Flagstaff. Magistrates Court, 9.30am and um, on the 24th of June. That's when the uh, case is going to have its... um, uh, when the the judge is going to give their uh, sentence. Uh, Anyway. Uh, Yeah, more pledges come in. Richard Tate from Brunswick West. Richard's donated $10. Thanks, Richard. Uh, MV Vesio from Flemington's donated five dollars. Thank you very much. So, yeah, keep the pledges coming in nine four one nine eight three double seven is the number to call, or they can SMS on yep zero four double eight eight zero nine eight five five, or go online at three cr dot forward slash. And give us a call. Donate. Ring ring up. We yep. want. We've opened the lines for talkback. We want to talk to somebody. Nine four one nine eight three seven seven. Give us a call. And more pledges. Uh, William Matthews from Brunswick donated ten dollars. Thanks, William. And Edward Gaffney from Brunswick West five dollars from Edward. Keep the money coming in nine four one nine eight three double seven. Keep Community Radio three CR on air. Power Radical Radio. Well, if you're not going to ring up, then we'll have to fall back on some of the uh, great things that uh, we've actually covered and. Um, there was a fantastic uh, talk by a woman called Virginia Eubanks that uh, earlier in the um, year, and she was all about how um, artificial intelligence mechanisms is actually creating a uh, an electronic for, uh, poorhouse, the new poorhouse, the digital poorhouse, the digital poorhouse. Yeah. You've been reading it. Yes, yeah, it's a really awesome book. Um, I've been reading it on my Kindle because I couldn't get it uh, at any of the libraries because other people got there before me. <laughs> yeah, that's how important <laughs> this book is. Anyway, yeah. um, she, she what she's do- done is uh, applied academic rigour to mm. uh, investigating the actual uh, pros and cons of using uh, uh uh, uh, automated inter- automation systems, systems yeah. on uh, social security method uh, yeah. systems. Now, this is an example of how it works in her place in America. And the book is called Coordinated Entry. Um, it's about and homelessness. It is a tool that's supposed to be able to match the most vulnerable unhoused people with the most appropriate available housing resource. And I, this is actually a system that is in, um, in action pretty much everywhere in the United States and increasingly around North America. Um, I spent time reporting on it in Los Angeles County because Los Angeles County has one of the worst um, housing crises in the United States. So um, as of the writing of the book, there are 58,000 unhoused people in Los Angeles County. So I live in a small city in upstate New York of 50,000 people. So my entire city plus 8,000 people are homeless in LA. Um, And 
it's actually not the place where there are the most homeless people in the United States. That's actually New York City. There's 76,000 homeless people in New York City, at least. But the thing that is unique about Los Angeles is that um, the 75% of the unhoused population has no shelter at all, so no emergency shelter. They're just living um, in encampments, in tents, or in cars, um, or just living out, living rough. Um, so this is a, an extraordinary human rights crisis, and I absolutely understand um, that frontline homeless services workers want some help making really difficult decisions about who gets access to resources. So I do not want to be the, ca the caseworker who sees 100 people a week and only has resources to give to two of them and has to decide that. So I absolutely understand why this tool um, is attractive. Um, and the proponents of the tool call it the match.com of homeless services. What I was really interested in was um, the roughly 20,000 people who have gone through this process and have gotten no resources at all. So basically the way the system works is um, you do this very intensive um, and some think intrusive survey, the Vulnerability Index and Service Prioritization Decision Assistance Tool. So it asks things like, um, are you currently trading sex for money or drugs? Um, uh, is there an open warrant on you? Have you thought about harming yourself or someone else? Where can you be found at different times of the day? And can we take a picture? Um, so I was um, really interested um, in the people who had done this survey, um, sometimes multiple times, um, and hadn't really seen any resources materialize through it. I wanted to know how they felt uh, uh, about the tool. And these are folks like um, Uncle, uh, Uncle Gary Boatwright, um, who goes by the nickname Uncle Gary, um, and I'll tell you just briefly about him. Um, so when I met Uncle Gary, he had been living in a gray and green tent on East 6th Street on the edge of Skid Row in L.A. Um, for years. Uh, he's a straight-talking, wryly funny man with thinning white hair and Santa Claus blue eyes. Um, he's had a dozen careers as a welder, a mason, a paralegal, a door-to-door -door salesman, a law student, and most recently he was a document processor for a wholesale mortgage lender, uh, which actually introduces all kinds of ironies into his story because this is one of the mortgage lenders uh, that got named uh, one of the subprime 25, which actually created the subprime mortgage crisis, which actually made a lot of people in Los Angeles homeless. Um, so since moving to Skid Row several years before I met him, Gary um, had filled out the VI spadat three times and had really lost patience with the process. Um, so he doesn't think he scored very high. Um, he's 64, and other than a little high blood pressure and a hearing problem, he's mostly healthy. Um, his substance use, to me, didn't seem debilitating or abusive. Um, and he has a mental health diagnosis, um, but he doesn't actually know what it is. Um, he only found out about it when he went to court in Orange County, and no one had ever uh, shared uh, his diagnosis with him. Um, but the problem, as he sees it, is not his comparative vulnerability, how vulnerable he is compared to the guy living in the tent next to him. It's simple math. There's not enough housing in Los Angeles for the county's 58,000 unhoused people. So he told me, people like me who are somewhat higher functioning, we're not getting housing. It's another way of kicking the can down the road. In order to house the homeless, you have to have available units. Show me the units, otherwise you're just lying. So in November of 2016, as the book was about to go to press, um, Gary was arrested and he was charged with breaking the window of a public bus 
with a plastic 99-cent store broom, um, which when he called me from Men's Central Jail in L.A., he said was, quote, physically impossible. Three CR Radiothon 2019, June the 3rd to the 16th. Did you know that you can pledge your support to 3CR Radiothon now and pay up later? Call the station during business hours on 94198377 and tell us what you'd like to donate and then pay your donation later. 3CR Radiothon 2019, Power Radical Radio. Yes, I can sing. Uh, (laughs) 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 Thanks so much. Uh, You're listening to Solidarity Breakfast. And uh, my name's Rebecca. That that was Rebecca singing there. Um, $25 from Peter. Thanks so much for that donation. Yeah, and apparently uh, uh, people out there who might be listening for free without uh, subscribing, uh, you're a bit of a lapsed subscriber, um, it's probably a, being, a bit like being a Catholic. You, you're culturally <laughs> a 3CR subscriber, but you, that, uh, you really haven't need to uh, awaken yourself to the uh, need to uh, resubscribe. Uh, that would be great. If you, don't, if you haven't donated, subscription's an option. Give us a call. Uh, your number is 94198377. If you don't uh, uh, donate today, then of course you can do it for any other day of the year. 3CR is open during business hours. You can give us a call. You can uh, go online and donate. We would really appreciate the assistance. We need $250,000 for the next year of uh, broadcasting. We've got over 300 broadcasters who donate their time and their effort and their intellectual capacity to bringing you the news that doesn't make it onto the mainstream. Yeah, so go online at 3cr.org.au forward slash donate and you can select which program you want to support. That's right. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to quickly uh, say thanks to – there was another person. I can't find the sheet now. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, To Sally Wilson who uh, pledged $500 – not to Solidarity Breakfast uh, specifically, just in general, but, yeah, thank you so much, Sally, for that donation. <laughs> that is definitely an applause moment, and uh, that was uh, received overnight. Mm. Uh, there are people who are obviously quite aware that a station like 3CR is irreplaceable yeah. and that in the particular um, s- state of affairs that uh, it is absolutely beholden on um, us and our audience to get the news, to get this, the information that uh, all, from all the different uh, community people across the world as well as, oh, talking about that, uh, did you see that Australia featured prominently on... Democracy Now! this week, lead story, 
about the uh, raids on the media outlets in Australia, uh, made it uh, not only to Democracy Now! as the lead story, but to the New York Times, and uh, it has been pontificated that perhaps our local... Um, I, I was going to be. I have to be a bit more careful about what I was just about to say. I censored myself regarding our local right-wing uh, pollies um, that uh, perhaps they've been so used to bullying people inside the playground that they've forgotten that there's an audience out there. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, that's one of the reasons why 3CR is absolutely essential in the media landscape. Hopefully you agree with us. 0488089855 is the SMS number. You can send us a billet doux or you can send us some money. 94198377. You can speak to the people that are here waiting for your phone call. Yes, the lovely Barry. Yes. We've got about 10 minutes left and we, we're tracking a long way behind, so jump on the phone, 94198377. Yeah, we Donate are. Donate your hard earned to 3CR. It was John Cummins, he was a 3CR legend, he used to say, hit your kick. Hit around, your kick. Around uh, Radiothon time. And yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Yep. All right, um, we're, we're not feeling the love. We're no. just not feeling the love no. here. We really, I mean, really, mm. it is just making us perhaps feel that... Uh, you are not sleeping. You're, you're sleeping. Yeah, you could. And we should sleeping. remind the listeners if they ring up, they can come on air and have a yes, talk. So yeah, please. yeah, yeah. Ring we'd up, love to come hear on from air you. and tell, tell us, us what you, you think. Tell us your workers' stories. <laughs> tell us your activist stories. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about your event that's going on. Or yeah, please give us a ring. Yeah, give us some money. That's what we want. We want some money. We should have that great song, you know. Uh, money. Uh, yeah. Where the birds and the bees, but give me money. <laughs> oh, that's not the song I was just singing. Yeah, but there's yep. plenty of, uh, p- plenty on the same riff, isn't there? <laughs> Sharon, Sharon Jones. The great, the great Sharon Jones. The great Sharon, Sharon Jones. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been great uh, working with you guys on the the, uh, the program. Yeah. Um, Thank hopefully, you so much for all the work you do too, Annie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully people will uh, be wise to the importance of the program and uh, ring us up. We've still got 10 minutes to go. If you've just woken up and you've turned on the radio and you think that uh, 3CR is the right place to put some of your hard-earned cash, 94198377. We would love to hear from somebody who might actually have something to tell us about an event or uh, something that's just about to happen. If you haven't, we might uh, just listen to one of our regulars. We've got a... um, uh, Humphrey isn't here today, but uh, he did actually do a great conversation about Clary O'Shea. We were talking about Clary O'Shea and how it's the 50th anniversary of uh, the uh, tramway secretary uh, going to jail to uh, push the issue of penal powers. And in 1969, uh, they people actually left their jobs. They just spontaneously left their jobs in a general strike over the putting of uh, a union member, uh, leader into jail. Uh, we're we're in the midst of uh, an issue similar to this uh, in the sense that uh, the right wing are definitely coming for the next of the union movement. 
very much for taking time to tell us about this very important event, which is going to be uh, uh, commemorated on uh, May the 15th, uh, the Clary O'Shea and the P- Penal dis- uh, Powers dispute with tramways that happened in 1969. Yep. Um, indeed, uh, this was a major event and is still largely remembered. There's a great story that one of his comrades tells about coming back from a trip to China six years later. And they get to the airport and they go up to customs. And as they approach the customs, the customs officer says, Clary, you just go straight through, mate. <laughs> so that was the effect that it had. People then and still remember the great significance that Clary played within this. And he played it because of how, like his class, um, and I think it's important to see here that as Clary would be the, the last person to say that I did it. If, I mean, Clary understood from every experience in his life that it was the wisdom of the class that he had learnt and to which he contributed and to which he put into practice. But it wasn't some great cult of the personality that was involved in this. And to understand this a bit, I think it's worth going back to his childhood and his early years. His father had been a miner on the west coast of Tasmania, uh, where, like many miners, he got um, um, terrible lung disease. Mm. And while he didn't die for quite some time... He was never able to work fully again and therefore never fully able to support his family. And from a kid from about the age of nine, Clary went out, and many kids did this, of course, to earn a few shillings. And within next to no time, he was bringing in a pound a week. That's a lot of money. Yeah, he was a newspaper Um, boy. And he, he, he gave it to his mother, and she gave him six months spending money. Then he went and he got a job down um, out, uh, away from the family. He was earning very good money in the late 1920s. He was earning £4, 12 shillings and sixpence a week. He paid 25 shillings in board. He kept seven and six for himself and he sent the rest home to his family. Now, you might think, well, you know, that's a very great thing for an individual to do. But I think that for that class, and if you know people of my parents' generation and things, it would never have crossed their mind to do anything else. The notion that, you know, okay, I'm growing up now, I'm leaving home and I'm going to abandon you, this was like scabbing. Mm. Would never, ever have crossed the mind of, of not, just, not just Clary O'Shea, but the whole class to which he belonged. This was how, as a young person... He was tempered in the struggle. Yeah, that's right. That's Humphrey. Um, and even Humphrey hasn't uh, donated. How, how outrageous. Oh. We're going we're gonna to chafe <laughs> him up. Time. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, but, but Pablo from Reservoir has. He's given us 20 bucks. Get, thank you very much, Pablo. Yes. We really appreciate it. Um, it makes us feel, it warms the cockles of our hearts. Yes. So jump on the phone, 94198377 is the number. We've still got five minutes, so come on, jump on the phone. You can come on air and have your say, advertise an event, a rally, tell us about yeah, what industrial disputes you're involved in, yep. 
anything, but it's cash for comments, so yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's right. You can text us as well on zero four double eight eight zero nine eight five five at zero four double eight eight zero nine eight five five or go online at three crorgau forward slash donate. Yes, and we've got a uh, crowdraiser pay- page on that uh, site, so you can um, uh, throw us a little bit of money that way. Uh, of course, remember that uh, uh, the station itself has to uh, raise two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars. Our program has to uh, raise two thousand five hundred. We've still got well, we've raised eight hundred of that. And so uh, we will be calling upon our listeners and perhaps we'll have to do some sausage sizzles on the corner or something in order to make sure that uh, Solidarity Breakfast, our team, continues. Or maybe they'll just say, oh, no, you just haven't earned enough money. We'll have to bring you, ship in a new team. <laughs> we'll new see. show. Yeah, yeah, new the, 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 the new look show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's important that we do keep shows like Solidarity Breakfast and the station 3CR on air, given the unprecedented attacks from the uh, this conservative government on workers, on unions, yeah. on working class people. So yeah. continue to donate, people, 94198377. We've still got a long way to go for this show. So uh, if you want us back next week, uh, jump on the phone. You've still got a couple of minutes. Yes, uh, on, we listeners. just got we just Another got one. a donation from Jan, one hundred dollars. Oh, uh, fantastic, Jan! Jan, Jan good from on you. Reservoir, and she said uh, thanks to the union movement for all they've done for me personally. Oh, that's fantastic! That's yeah. a very that's a fine recommendation when uh, a union's actually uh, helped the uh, people out. And I noticed uh, that the CFMEU are actually telling people about individual cases now uh, or small workplaces that are actually um, benefiting from their union uh, going into bat for them with their employer straight up close. Not these big battles, they're all the same. The big battles mm. are the same as the small battles. Yeah. And uh, when your union actually goes in to fight for you, like, say, for the, the NUW went in and fought for the chemist warehouse people or uh, the uh, farm workers out in the um, sticks and uh, uh, the uh, AMWU went in to fight for the streets workers up in New South Wales. All these people uh, need oh, need to be supported by their union because a single voice is in the wilderness. Uh, a collective voice gets changed. And the mainstream media won't tell stories in favour of workers or unions. No. It's only people like us and 3CR that go in and, and get these stories out that support unions. So, Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, why would... Um, one class that uh, holds the power over the media want to spread the uh, the news about the other class's interests. Coming up next is Asia Pacific Currents. Support them. Support 3CR. <laughs> If 
you really love me, say yes. And if you don't, dear, confess. But please don't tell me. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Did you enjoy listening to that podcast? Here at 3CR, we're a community radio station, and you're part of that. Right now is Radiothon, when we ask our community to pitch in with a few dollars that can help keep media in the hands of our community. This year, we need to raise $250,000 to keep the station on air. Any amount that you can afford makes a big difference. And it's really easy to donate. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. Your support is greatly appreciated and helps us power radical podcasts for yet another year. Thanks, as always, for listening.